Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. What is going on, Packer fans, and welcome to the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Wisconsin sports fan. I am Trevor, a.k.a. Sunshine, and today I am with Scott, the Vanilla Gorilla, and we do not have Tyler with us today. Um, He has some emergency that he could not... (laughs) that he could not participate with us today so it's just going to be me and scott you can find me at on twitter at bender underscore trevor and you can find the vanilla gorilla on twitter at vanilla seven gorilla you can also find the podcast on on twitter at trilogy underscore pod and you can also find us on facebook for all of our content so today we're gonna go through the wild week the wild first week of free agency and how crazy that was for the Packers um obviously Brian Gutekunst was not shy about spending the 35 million dollars in cap space that we had which and he like I said he was not shy at all and it's as a Packers fan it's kind of crazy how much money he spent in a matter of just a couple hours really so going back the first day of free agency or the official tampering period, you couldn't actually sign these players, but you could start talking to them, um, figuring out contracts and agreeing to them verbally. First day, absolutely nothing. There was just some rumors about Packers and on certain players like Malik Jackson. He ended up signing with the Eagles. Um, and there were some other players as well, like Sheldon Richardson and, some other players, but on day two, um, Brian Kudigans ended up signing four players, the first of which was Zadarius Smith. He signed a four-year, $66 million contract with the Packers, Um, and that's a pretty big deal for someone who really last year was his first full year as, like, their main pass rusher. Um but there was a pretty interesting use of the cap and how they used the signing bonus and the roster bonuses um, to make that a smaller cap hit for the first couple of years to have some more flexibility, especially this year um, as they did sign so many players. So according to Spot Track, he has um, the first year he is only making a million dollars base salary, um, but he's getting a lot in terms of bonuses um, with the signing bonus and roster bonuses and workout bonuses 
they have that in a lot of the contracts nowadays. And so his total cap hit for 2019 is just over $7 million. For 2020, it jumps up to 17 just over $17 million. And then 2021 and 2022, he jumps up to over $20 million, almost $21 million in cap hit. Um, but for those, there's a lot of that guaranteed money up front, and that's why you see only $7 million for the cap hit this year, and that's why they were able to sign so many of these names. So, Spot Track said that that is likely only a three-year deal worth around $50 million. And just because there's such a huge cap hit in that last year and there's not a lot of dead cap. So, dead cap is the money they have to pay no matter what, and it's only $5 million. And when he's going to be getting $20 million um, in that final year, you know, it's like $15 million in savings. So... Unless he becomes the best pass rusher in the league, it's probably only going to be a three-year deal for, for Zadarius Smith. So, Scott, what are you kind of thinking in terms of the numbers, the player we got at the numbers we got him at? What are your thoughts? Um, I think this is my favorite signing, to be honest. Um, I was really excited to see Zadarius Smith um, come to the Packers. He's... He's just a big guy, 6'4", 272, um, out of Kentucky. Um, he, like you said last year, he had eight and a half sacks to lead the Ravens. Um, and total of 10 sacks through the first ten three seasons for him. Um, he's a young guy, uh, fresh out of the 2015 draft. Um, he... One thing I didn't realize is he didn't start playing until his senior year of high school. So this is wow. a guy. That's yeah, crazy. Right? This is a guy that's still relatively raw. So um, it's it kind of makes sense when you look at the contract that they gave him um, that they think that he does have a lot of potential. Um, so hopefully – at least pairing him with another strong pass rusher, which we did, should help him ascend even higher. Um, but, yeah, they said that they've been saying that he gets to the quarterback really consistently. Um, last year, Pro Football Focus said Smith had 60 total pressures, um, which is a combination of sacks, hits, and hurries on the quarterback. And that was the most in the league by any player with less than 700 snaps. Um, second hmm. was Cameron Wake had 54 in 517 snaps. So um, that's pretty impressive. That's a, exactly what the Packers needed, especially because, I mean, the Packers did have more sacks as a team than the Ravens did, but... The fact that we couldn't put that pressure on the quarterback consistently, that's what really hurt us. So this is exactly what we needed on our defense. And I'm glad we got it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I honestly didn't realize that he didn't start playing football till his senior year yeah, of high right? school. 
um, which that actually makes that actually makes it a bit more interesting for me because I knew he had potential and I feel like that's kind of what they signed him for, which is kind of scary for any sports fan really is you're signing this younger guy who really only proved that he could play one year, um, which that, I mean, that could just be a nature of he's still very raw and was learning the position and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the only thing I'm hesitant about is, you know, we paid him for his potential. I just hope he realizes his potential. And if he does, I think it's a great signing. Um, but even still, it is a good signing in the fact that we have someone other than Kyler Fackrell as our number one pass rusher, which is huge. Yeah. And then we, at, at the very least, we have more depth. We have more bodies to throw out there, and he is a huge body. Right. Gigantic. Um, but overall, yes, I do like the signing. Um, and if he realizes his potential, I absolutely love it. Um, so we'll see kind of where that, how he ends up playing this first year. And I feel like not only with adding Preston Smith as well on the other edge, pairing him with Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels and whoever else that they add, whether it's Dean Lowry and Tyler Lancaster, or they bring back Mo Wilkerson, or they add someone in the draft. Um, like who, which five offensive linemen are going to block those guys? That is what has me really excited. Right, right here. So um, I mentioned the total pressures for Smith at sixty. Mm-hmm. So Pro Football Focus looked at the Packers, and they were led by Kenny Clark with forty-six, and then Mike Daniels with thirty-two. And those two missed the combined nine games. So our leader yeah. on the edge was Clay Matthews with 30. So he literally had half as really? many pressures as Smith did. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, so that's a huge boost in that position. Yeah, and adding... So that's keeping together Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels, but adding another guy that can go get the quarterback, is that's going to oh, be huge. Yeah. Um, so let's move chronologically here. We'll get to the other pass rusher they added in a minute, but I want to do Adrian Amos first, just because that was kind of the order that the news broke. Um, and it felt like, it felt like a whole minute and 30 seconds has passed after I was excited about the Zadarius Smith signing. We had news that the Packers were signing Adrian Amos to a four-year, $36 million contract. Um, Twelve of that was fully guaranteed. And kind of similarly, that's how they made it so it was less of a cap hit right off the bat and kind of built up from there. Um, So obviously they had a pretty good plan of what they were going to do. They had an idea that they were going to be able to get these players, and they went and got them, and they kept that initial cap hit low and then kind of build it up from there. So just kind of going through some of the numbers like I did for Zadarius, um, Adrian Amos ended up getting $36 million total. So that broke down to just under six the first year. And then it bumps up to about nine and a half for 2020. 
and then in 2021 and 2022 it is um 10 million and then just over 10 million for 2022. Um, now, this is another interesting note that Spot Track has a potential out for the Packers after year two. Um, just with that dead money that I talked about with Smith, kind of the same thing. If he's not performing after the first two years, um, they can get out of that contract relatively easily and not have to get rid of a lot of like pay a lot of money to him still while he's not on the team um so that's kind of where they see where the Packers can get out after I was looking at the contract I felt like they could get out after year three as well if something happened during year three and they wanted to get out after that they could do that as well so I'll kind of leave this to you, Scott. What what do you want to talk about with Adrian Amos after hearing those contract numbers? Um, so this is a guy that I, you know, I didn't really pay a ton of attention to him, uh, the past couple of years, even though he's been on the Chicago Bears arrival. Um, but I guess the big thing, um, I keep seeing about this is the huge conflict over Adrian Amos and HaHa Clinton Dix virtually flipping teams. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess that's kind of what I want, how I wanted to look at it was kind of comparing the two. Um, and from what I've been seeing a lot of other people talking about, it's HaHa was, he's got a ton of potential, um, but he was rather unreliable um, Adrian Amos mm-hmm. has proven to be a reliable safety. Um, granted, the Bears got haha for way cheaper. <laughs> um, yep. But um, you look at haha as has um, less missed tackles than Adrian. Um, but then again, Adrian has shown that he can play a different style of safety. Um, one that seems to fit better with the Packers. Um, yeah. Uh, where did I find it? One second here. Um, yeah. Let's look at pro football focus again. So, they're talking about safeties with more than 600 snaps last year. Um, Amos's overall defense grade was ranked eighth, and his coverage grade was ranked seventh. So he played over 1,000 defensive snaps, and that is about 400 more than he did the year before um, when his grade was third among safeties. So, um, he's getting more minutes. He didn't really drop that much with those minutes. So he's, again, that just shows he's a reliable, uh, cover guy, which is big Mm -hmm. for us. I don't, it just seemed like, yeah, haha was able to finish tackles and whatnot, but seemed like coverage. He'd just get lost. Yeah, I mean, I I hear what you're saying with that missed tackles thing, but 
part of that for me is haha didn't always go and make the plays yeah like there's a lot of times where he was he was running to the ball and he was taking a bad angle so someone else was getting there first and making the initial hit and then he's getting the tackle or a half a tackle whatever and he is not getting a missed tackle because he wasn't the only one there um I don't know I just that really surprises me because I felt like haha had a lot of missed tackles right. um or maybe it was just more so he had a lot of missed plays that kind of stuck out to me more so um but I'm not too concerned about the tackling for Amos because he he was widely kind of known as that box safety type so the strong hitter um like good tackler type safety but really after looking at a lot of his numbers, it's kind of shown that he's he's like a hybrid safety. He can go play deep middle. He can play a deep third, deep half of the field. He can also come up and play in the box. He can guard the slot. It's just he does everything. And one of the things that I found pretty interesting um, was his time in the slot. So covering slot receivers um 2015 through 2016 season um he had 120 snaps 27 targets on those 27 targets there was 21 catches for 167 yards and two touchdowns <laughs> so from 2017 to 2018 he had a little bit more in terms of percentage of snaps in the slot um he had 111 total and then there was only 12 targets, so that tells me right there that he's covering a lot better. Mm-hmm. He allowed nine receptions for 25 yards in a touchdown. So mm-hmm. having that ability to cover in the slot, whether that's covering a slot receiver or covering a tight end, it, it shows that he can man-on-man cover and not only just be that deep safety or the box safety. He can do so many different things, which is really awesome and right exciting. and he's another 2015 draft product right yep fifth round i believe is when the bears yeah drafted so him. he's still again a relatively young guy who could still be getting mm-hmm. much better and that was kind of the trend um during this free agency and that's part of the reason why none of these signings really scared me at all <laughs> was because these guys are so young. They just got done with their rookie contracts. And they're coming out, getting their first big payday. They still have another contract probably in the future if they continue to play well. So they still have that motivation to continue to better themselves and all of that. And I just think it's huge that they have that and they went for those younger guys that are I mean, Adrian Amos is probably the most proven of all of them. And he is very versatile, and I just I love the signing. He's still so young, and it didn't scare me quite as much as the Jimmy Graham signing last year just because of the age value. As you know, especially receivers slash tight ends slash running backs, all those kind of after you get to the age 31, 32, you know, they start to decline a yeah. lot. So 
the fact that we went and got young guys is really exciting, and there's a lot of potential out of these guys. Yeah, I'm excited. Yes, me too. And this next signing uh, that we're going to talk about is Preston Smith. So the other Smith pass rusher that we signed, which is kind of funny. We're going to have Smiths on both sides of the line and have fun blocking them, (laughs) opposing teams. Um, Preston Smith got four-year, $52 million, um, 16 of which is guaranteed. And I'll quick kind of run through the numbers again. In the 2019 season, he'll have a cap hit of $6 million. In the 2020 season, he'll have 13 and a half. Then in 2021, it jumps up to 16. In 2022, it jumps up to 16 and a half. Now, um, again, Sport Track kind of gives you that potential out for the Packers. And for this one, it's year two. I can also see in year three, if he continues to, he has a good year two season, then you can also bring him back for year three and you could still cut him before the 2020, 2022 season. Um, just because that dead cap number goes down considerably after those two seasons. Um, so Scott, I'll kind of bring it over to you. What are you thinking with uh, Preston Smith signing? Oh, man, it's pretty similar to Darius. And he's another huge guy, 6'5", uh, 265. Um, I think the first thing that I noticed when I was looking him up after we signed him is uh, he's been in the league four years, and he's already got two eight-sack seasons. Um in 2015 and then he did it again 2017 um the guy gets to the quarterback again um let's see so again pro football focus credit him with 53 pressures um last season which is ranked in the top 25 in the league and again is better than any of the rushers that green bay had last year so um you got 53 from Preston and 60 from Zadarius. Damn, <laughs> that's a lot of pressures. Um, plus a healthy, like you were saying earlier, a healthy Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels. Jesus, I'd be terrified. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see, he also, um, he hasn't missed a game yet in his career, which as a Packers fan, that's got to, that in itself has to get you excited. Uh, yeah, no kidding. I mean, we've been through enough seasons with Nick Perry uh, getting hurt every other and game. Clay hurt all the time. Yeah. Just anyone on defense is always mm-hmm. hurt. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that that durability is exciting. Yes, I'm gonna knock on wood though, um, because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's just a curse now. Something that we have yeah. to live with. <laughs> Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, Preston Smith also had, um, his coach Kirk Olivia Dottie, Olivia Dottie. Is that how you say it? I believe you. Well, he was his position coach (laughs) in Washington for the last four years. Um, so, and he's now with Green Bay. 
as the inside linebackers coach. So um, he's got a familiar face, someone that who has brought him up. Um, so mm-hmm. that yeah, it's and I think go ahead. What also is kind of going on the coaches part of that. Um, the Packers outside linebackers coach this year is Mike Smith, and that's the guy that was coaching up D Ford in Kansas City. Right. He had Justin Houston there. Um, so, I mean, that's another good coach to have, and it's nice that he has someone that he knows coming in. Um, but also just there's a lot of good coaches on that defensive side of the ball, and not even to mention Mike Pettin, who I think is a great coach. And, yeah, I think that's huge, the coaching staff that they have on that de- defensive side of the ball, specifically the linebackers coach and then, of course, Mike Pettin. So there's just a couple things that I want to bring up in terms of stats and different things. So as you stated before with the total pressures, so that is a total of 113 pressures Mm -hmm. from Preston and Zedarius. And that's on a total of 869 total pass rushes. So that's a pressure about every 7.5 to 8 rush attempts the Packers on the other hand all of their edge rushers accumulated a total of 88 total pressures so considerably less on over 100 more rushes so 984 rushes total so that's over a every 12 snaps they get a pressure so it is nearly twice as often that these two were getting to the quarterback than the rest of the Packers defense entirely. And yeah, um or the Packers edge rushers entirely. Right. But I mean that is absolutely huge to bring in two guys that are just gonna be able to go get the quarterback pretty much at all times it sounds like. And especially adding them with some very good interior rushers in Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark, I think it's just going to be incredible to see what they're going to be able to do in this defense. And with Mike Betton, you know, always scheming up pressure, I think that only helps Right, them. and Gutekunst has said that he sees both Smiths as um, flexible as far as playing outside or inside. Um, yeah, and Zadarius was a monster right? doing inside pass rushes, which is another just another – dynamic to throw in there that you have to deal with as an offensive right. tackle they're huge athletic beasts <laughs> um one more stat mm-hmm. i just found about zadarius um, as far as third downs in 2018 he led the nfl in quarterback sacks and hits on third downs uh which so, again so obvious passing situations and you know he's going to get the quarterback. He's going to go get him. That's right. amazing. And again, watching the Packers late in the season, trying to stop people on third down, it was rough. Yeah. Yes, yes, it was. Um, so one thing I want to bring up quick is kind of a combination of all three of the people we've talked about so far, so both Smith and Adrian Amos. And we're going to talk about their pro football focus grades. So if you don't know, 
pro football focus goes through every snap of every game and they grade out every player that has played in those games and they make like a ranking per position um how good they are compared to all the other edge rushers or all the other safeties so that's kind of what i'm going to go here so our best edge rusher was ranked 43rd by pro football focus and that was kyler fackrell last season so preston smith was 19th so that's a huge improvement overall our second best pass rusher last season was clay matthews 59th overall (laughs) by pro football focus and who will be our second best this year was 33rd last year uh zadarius smith was 33rd overall from pro football focus so again another huge improvement there and lastly which this one was kind of ridiculous our best safety rated by pro football focus was 87th overall and that was kentrell bryce we had the 87th best safety in the league like there's only 32 teams each team puts out typically two safeties a game. Like they have a free safety and a strong safety. How the hell is our best safety 87? Yeah, that's almost the third best on the worst team. Yeah, that is horrible. Um, Anyways, the improvement we get in safety goes from 87th to Adrian Amos, who is ranked eighth. (laughs) So there is some... Huge, huge improvements on the defensive side of the ball with those those three acquisitions. Um, and I think that stat kind of just sums it all up how good of a three signings that was. At least that's how I feel for Brian Gutekunst. Oh, yeah. I agree. It's all right. So we have we have one more free agent signing, and that's Billy Turner. Um, the offensive lineman from Denver. So the Packers gave him four years, 28 million, nine of which are guaranteed. Um, again, spot track has that potential out at two years. I'm not going to go through the exact numbers on this one, just because I'm not a hundred percent sure he's going to be a starter for more than one year. Um, I think this was a good signing depth wise for me. Um, it also gives us a guy we can put out at right guard right away. Um, just a few things I want to say before I hand it off to you, Scott, about his, about like what kind of player he is. So pro football focus graded him out in the average category for linemen, um, which is still a massive improvement over that right guard spot that we had last year. Um, another thing that I thought was great and why this signing was pretty big for me was he has played all positions on the offensive line except center. Um, so having someone that's able to do, you know, if Bakhtiari goes out, he can play left tackle or he can play right guard to start the year. Or if Brian Bulaga goes out, he can play right tackle. It's just huge that we have someone that can swing all over the offensive line and play anywhere. Yeah, um, um, just some numbers on the different spots he's played. So the last seven games that he played of 2018 in Denver, he played. He started at left guard, 
Um, 12 games before, in 2015, he played at right guard in Miami. Um, then he has played, uh, let's see, he's started one game at left tackle in 2016 and four games at right tackle in 2018. And he's got 25 career starts over five years. Um, yeah, it just shows that he can play wherever we really need him. Um, it's nice that he's got 12 starts at right guard. Um, so that's where he's started most of his career games. So that's exciting. Um, mm-hmm. But he's another huge dude, 6'5", 310 pounds. Just a freaking monster. Um, and he was a beast in college, too. So where yeah. he mostly played right and left tackle. But he's adaptable. Yeah, and I mean, that typically happens for college players. They play tackle. All the good ones play tackle. And then from there, the NFL decides if they're actually tackles or if they're more guard prospects in mm-hmm. the NFL. Um, so, yes, I love the versatility. I I think even, like I said before, even an average lineman is thousands times better than the dumpster fire we mm-hmm. had at right guard this past year with Byron Bell and whoever else was in there. It was not good. So I think it's a great signing there. Keeping Aaron Rodgers upright is always very, very important. Um, yeah. So hopefully we don't have to go through another year of hurt Aaron Rodgers. And I also think that we could still go out and draft someone early to solidify that offensive line, um, whether it's – bringing them in to be a replacement for um, Brian Bulaga, or if it's to start at right guard, and then we have Billy Turner as kind of our swing guy if anyone goes down. You know, he's the first guy up. He's the first guy out there, and he's he's a proven player. So I still think we need to go out and sign some or draft someone. Um, they could do it in the first round or second round. Um, they could also wait like they always do and draft one in the fourth. They've had great success with that, so I would be okay with that as well. Um, but I still think they need to go out and draft someone. Do you think so too, Scott, or you think they're um, right? I'd agree. I think um, it'd be nice to have someone uh, there just, again, with our injury history, especially, like you said, Blaga has that extensive injury history. Um, I don't know. Like you said, I don't know if I'd prefer that we start Billy Turner or not. Um, here's just a few numbers for him, though. Um, according to Pro Football Focus, he ranked 33rd among NFL guards last season. So that's a starting caliber guard. Um, and Yeah, kind of that fringe what? starter type. 33rd, you know, that kind of right on the edge of starter or like a depth guy you know? right well i mean each team has two starting guards right oh i thought you said no nope, sorry guards. just guards oh. okay so that's yeah well then i mean that's at least your second best guard yeah. on your team um 
And in 40 games, and 24 of those are starts, um, he's only had four holding and four false start infractions. So he's a solid hmm. um, player who does not commit a lot of stupid fouls or um, flags. So, yeah. yeah, which is very oh, important. Yeah. No false starts, no holding penalties, and we'll be fine. Aaron Rodgers just needs someone to body up whoever is lining up across from that right guard spot, and I think the rest of the line will be okay so long as there's no injuries. Um, But like I said, go get another depth-type guy in the draft, and we'll be completely fine on that offensive line. I think this was a good signing. Um and hopefully he lives up to the signing. And like I said before, if we needed to, we could get out at after two years with minimal loss. There. Yep, I agree. All right, so let's quick go into what the Packers did outside of bringing in new people. Um, so they tendered GMO. Ooh. So they're going to... Gmo. You don't. You've never heard of. No, I said woo. Oh, (laughs) sorry. I should have sounded more excited. Woo. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Um, so they tendered him. So it sounds like he'll be back. Um, teams can still um sign an offer sheet on him. But it doesn't sound like anyone really is. There's been some talk about it, but I think if he were to, he was not injured last year and he would have continued to play because he was on pace for a thousand yards, I believe. Um, I think that he probably would have gotten a big offer elsewhere. Um, but hopefully, this is kind of a prove it deal for him and he can come back and be very successful this upcoming year. Um, so obviously you sounded excited, Scott, but what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's good. Uh, he's shown a lot of signs of being a good receiver. Uh, I, I'm really tall, athletic player. Um, seems to have good chemistry with Aaron Rodgers as well. Um, as long as he's healthy, I think he's a great, probably second option on our team right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Um, that chemistry between him and Rodgers like, kind of took off in the early part of last season, so having him back is, is a good thing, and hopefully having him back allows those rookies to grow but not feel too much pressure that they're the number two they have to be doing great all the time um hopefully that allows them to grow and continue to get better yeah another kind of low-key signing that i absolutely loved was bringing back mercedes lewis and i think tyler said this in our last episode that he was horribly underutilized under mike mccarthy and i would agree with that so the packers brought him back on a one-year deal um 
worth a total of just over two million, two million and a hundred thousand dollars for him. Um, now he is older; he's thirty-five years old. Um, but I think just as a veteran presence and as a guy who's going to go out there and block, and you know we need a blocking tight end in this offense. It's going to be two tight end sets a lot going to run the ball a lot so having a good blocker out there at the tight end position is going to be huge and hopefully whoever they go out and draft he will be able to help them become a better player become a better blocker and just kind of mentor them into being a great player for the Packers yep I was like Mercedes I I thought he was a great player uh, for the Jags Um, I'm he's 35 but when you're uh, when you're put in as a blocking tight end, I don't think that's that old, you know. Um, now, if he mm-hmm. was gonna be doing what we expect out of Jimmy Graham, going out and catching a lot more balls, then that'd be worrisome. But no, nah, I'm excited to see Mercedes back too. All right, and then the last two things that we're going to talk about here is some people the Packers aren't Probably bringing back. the best moves um, in free agency. <laughs> I would agree with you. <laughs> so the Packers cut Nick Perry. Um, they don't have to pay that awful contract anymore. Um, there was some dead cap that they're going to have to pay for, but there's a lot less money that they're paying him now. And they also did not tender Kentrell Bryce. Um, so he will be testing the market as a free agent and thank the fucking Lord yep. for that. Peace. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously Scott and I are kind of in agreement here throughout all of these signings and getting rid of players and all of that. The first week of free agency was... For me, if I had to grade it, about about an A minus, I think. I love it. Yeah, why is that? What would have made it higher? Um, uh, I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> some of the players they spent a little bit too much money on, like Billy Turner, four years, twenty eight. I feel like they could have had like, I don't know, four years, twenty four. A million less a year. Fair. I just felt like it was a little bit much on some of the players. Um, and like I said with Sidarius, the paying for potential kind of scares me, but I overall I still love all the signings. Um, so if the money was down a little bit on some of the signings, it would be an A-plus <laughs> for me, but, you know, I'm, I'm not complaining. I loved that first week of free agency and uh, in Goody we trust. Oh, right, yeah. Scott? I mean, my my thought or expectation was to go out and sign two like really good players for defense. Um, instead, we we came out and we got we got four pretty good players at every single position that we needed. So. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I guess money, the money thing is a little worrisome, but I'd probably give it a solid A. Yeah. Solid A for this. I mean, I wouldn't argue 
too much over over a half a letter grade for this you but know it. yeah so that that'll be it for us um that matters trevor obviously grade <laughs> is huge yeah i hear you um but that'll be it for us hopefully we'll have tyler back next week um and remember as always these episodes will be coming out weekly um, on Monday, and we have had some issues with some of our episodes not going up on certain sites, um, but they are all going up. So if you just look on our Twitter or our Facebook, you'll be able to find them very easily there. Um, and thank you for everyone that continues to listen. We really appreciate it. We will talk to you guys next week. Hi, Mom. Peace.